Hey everyone, it's Cassie. And this is Chrissy. And this is Did You Catch That with Cassie and Chrissy. Today marks the 19th anniversary of 9-11, one of the most tragic events in modern U.S. history that took the lives of nearly 3,000 people. So Cass and I are going to take a moment of silence to honor those that we've lost. Recently, Dak Prescott, who is quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, opened up about his struggles with mental health following the passing of his brother who lost his life to suicide. And it was not received well by Skip Bayless, surprisingly. So yesterday on Undisputed, Skip tried to argue that because Dak is the leader of the Cowboys, it wasn't wise for him to speak up about his struggles with depression and that his abilities on the field and how others will view him is under question now because he has depression. Then on top of that, he started to compare traumas. So he went on to talk about his personal experiences growing up in a home where there was alcoholism. Um, He began to talk about struggles in his career and how he went about overcoming that, which is great. However, you can't tell the next person, in this case, Dak Prescott, how to cope with their trauma based off of how you did it. And whether you're familiar with trauma or not, the answer to that is empathy. So what do you think, Cassandra? Okay, I can't even... I have no words. First of all, Skip Bayless, like, who are you? Genuinely, who are you? Also, I feel like mental health is such a serious topic, especially a young athletes, because, you know, they feel like they have to be, like, stronger, tougher, naturally. Also, not to mention that Dak Prescott, especially in the black community, mental health is a big deal, right? So Dak Prescott won of NFL's black quarterbacks shared his story because he said, if I can help someone, he shared his story in hopes that, you know, someone else would hear it and be like, you know, even Dak Prescott struggles, this and that. And I think this brings up the topic of again, again, of realizing that these athletes are humans first. They're not just entertainment for us. Like they're actual people. They're humans first. Number two, and he didn't even have to, I think I'm on number four. I don't know why I said number two, but he didn't even have to open up about his brother either. Because I remember when his brother first passed, they announced it, but they just asked for privacy. They didn't really say like why, you know, they don't have to. So for him to come out and say that, I think it was what a leader should do. I think he did everything a leader should do. And I don't think just because someone might struggle with mental health, like, he was struggling with anxiety and depression doesn't mean you can't be a leader like skip bayless is literally i know it's his opinion but it's wrong people say opinions can't be wrong well skip bayless yours is wrong because like it just makes no sense it's a horrible message for skip to be putting out and is he gonna get in trouble or is he gonna have repercussions because he's honestly a troll and he always says stuff that he shouldn't be saying but this 
like you don't feel bad for him he said something along those lines like oh i don't feel bad for him and he's oh he's the quarterback of america's team like really really you're a fan he's you're a fan of america's team right i'm a huge cowboys fan and for you to even say that it's just it's not normal at all i always wonder what his issue is but he acts like a two-year-old so sorry you just i got frustrated that's just like what? it's very frustrating i completely agree i just the longer i watched that clip the more flabbergasted i became like that that really sums it up how i felt like i was flabbergasted and what stuck with me was he told deck to quote unquote rise above it talking about depression he told him to rise above his depression A part of rising above it is first facing the fact that you have depression. And in my opinion, the strength that Dak showed by coming forward about his struggles with mental health was nothing short of brave. And that's a key quality in a leader for a team like the Cowboys, for any team in any league. And he's normalizing the conversation of mental health for other people, especially men and specifically Black men. Before he's a quarterback, or a public figure, he is a person. And there's a serious problem in today's society where we dehumanize public figures and strip them of their right to go through the same daily struggles that the average person faces, and it's not fair. And for him to be so open and vulnerable about a topic that is still very taboo, like mental health, and very personal, like dealing with a sibling who lost their life to suicide, just to be told, rise above it, that's really frustrating and it sets us back as a community and Skip was 100% wrong. Also, whether or not Dak even came public with it, he still would have been dealing with it. Just because he came public with it doesn't mean it's going to disappear. Like I want to know like the thought process behind Skip's comments because what does he think? Do you know what I mean? Like no one needs your confirmation. Um, Dak Prescott does not need your approval, okay? Just, it's just, like, disgusting. And he need like, it's, he's on Fox Sports, FS1. Um, I'm just, like, confused. Like, are they going to take, like, is he going to get in trouble? Because he's honestly on, like, strike 20. <laughs> I could literally make a whole list of things that are like shouldn't be allowed but like he gets the pass because he's skip and that's like what he portrays but now it's just like taken too far like who does he think he is genuinely just because Dak opened up about it wow it's magic and disappear oh you don't think the quarterback of america's team should have mental health issues because he's not a real person like okay skip please lose your job and never speak on this again i think they definitely um A part of Skip's appeal is the shock value, because make no mistake, there's a lot of ratings right now. There's a lot of views on that clip on YouTube. I'm one of them. But where do we draw the line? Like, yes, I understand views are important, but um, allowing this type of message to be spread across your platform is very irresponsible. Exactly. Like, you know, Skip is so controversial. Like I said, I could have a list of like 40 things this man has said that couldn't be flagged and reviewed by (laughs) HR. But this one, 
is like next level and it's not okay I don't think like he even realizes the things he's saying like especially like for Dak Prescott to even come forward do you know how much like courage that took for him to do he knew he was going to get scrutiny from all these football fans because you know mental health is such a taboo subject still but he did it because he knew even if he was able to help like one person yeah justice for Dak because (laughs) I feel so bad for him I do I love him that's my quarterback but Skip is just ugh I used to think he was funny sometimes. Literally, I do not want to see his face. I do not want to listen to any of his takes ever again. I definitely used to be entertained by Skip, but I think my entertainment came from... I like I like watching Shannon and Skip together. I could watch Shannon mm-hmm. by himself. I wouldn't necessarily subscribe to something that is just Skip Bayless. But that's just me. And speaking of Shannon, I want to applaud him for how he handled that conversation because I think he said what everyone else was thinking just a lot more graceful. And I was, I mean, I wasn't nervous about what his response was going to be. Honestly, I expected him to handle it that way, but hearing how eloquent he was and, you know, kind of informing Skip, like, you you're not I don't think you're understanding the importance of of Dak speaking out what that does not just for athletes but just everyday people seeing someone in such a a high status position coming out and saying hey I deal with depression that can help you know the everyday guy like oh my god me too like Dak Prescott deals with depression that could take away some of that shame some of that embarrassment which shouldn't be perfect, but it does help. Exactly. Oh my God, I can't even. (laughs) He's just... And then on um, Twitter, like, hashtag skip jobless. (laughs) I saw that. I saw Please. I didn't see anybody that agreed with skip. Anybody. Literally, I might have, when I was going through the hashtag, out of, like, 100 tweets i might have seen like one person being like oh you guys want to fire skip ha 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 have fun with that he skip or whatever and i'm just like okay you're probably one of the fans that were booing at the chiefs game last night Mm -hmm. you're right so last night was the season opener for the nfl it was kansas city chiefs versus texans and before the game both teams locked arms for a moment of silence and solidarity. And the first thing I heard from the crowd was booze. Why? Like, please leave the game. Like, like why? Like, the fans booing should just leave. Like, that's another thing. Like I said, I said about Dak, people fail to realize that athletes are humans too. They're not just for your entertainment. And I... It's just like, why are you booing? Because they want to take a moment of silence. Like, literally, how is that affecting you in any way? The fact that you're even booing, like, just get out. Just leave the game. Like, no one wants you here. The players sure do not want you here. I can tell you that much. It's just disgusting. Like, you're going to boo because someone took a moment of silence? I had a lot of concerns. So, (laughs) the first thing I realized was, why can I hear this? 
why can I hear how many people are there? Like that shows me that there's too many people in this stadium. There were about 17,000 people present last night. Spread out properly or not, we're still in a pandemic. So I don't know. And you could still hear the booze. I mean, I feel like that says a lot. The stadium wasn't even filled up and you could still hear the booze. Okay, that's like sick. Sorry. And then secondly, they clearly don't care how we protest or use our voices or advocate for equality, however you want to categorize it. They just don't want us to do it. And they'll chastise you for peacefully opposing social inequality while wearing a jersey with Patrick Mahomes' name on the back. Make it make sense. Yes, exactly. Everyone, they, you, they, you can never win. What is a moment of silence? That's what I'm saying. It has no impact. How are you going to complain about a moment of silence that was taken by these players in a league where a majority of the players are black? The jerseys you're wearing, you're wearing the last names of black men. It, it's because people are selfish and they don't realize that athletes are humans too. It doesn't make sense to me and they only like the athletes when it benefits them. And that's a problem. Like, that's a problem with sports fans. Mm-hmm. It's a nasty problem. It's always been a problem, too. Always. Yeah, 1,000%. They're selfish. It's like when I brought it up a couple weeks about Yanni's. Like, they were his jersey, but, you know, people are still racist. They're still going to talk down. Like, it just make it make sense. Like, what is the logic? And I'm sure if you ask them. They, they they don't even answer. They don't even have an answer. Like, you can't even ration with these people. They would probably look at you and just be like, and this is why, and, like, make up a random fact that doesn't even make sense. And how do you think the athletes feel standing on that field? Now they have to go play a game for your guys' entertainment? Yeah, yeah. it's like they go from booing you to cheering you on in the same breath. It's very it, – it's so – it's sick and it's warped and it makes no sense. Yeah. Like in my head, I try to think about it and it's just like, no, like I I can't even fathom it. I can't even like understand people who do that honestly. Like oh, I don't agree, but I understand. Like no, 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 no. Yeah, once they hit you with that, I understand, but that's when you know they're about to say something super ignorant. Like just <laughs> yes, anything yes. at all. I get it, but like no. Like, no, sorry, there's literally nothing to get here. The fact that they took a moment of silence, that shouldn't even be a topic of discussion. It shouldn't, like, you know what I mean? Like, no way should we be talking about the booing. That should have never even happened. We should be talking about how they took a moment of silence and good for them, not you could hear boos in a stadium that's not even close to filled. There was still a lot of people, but it wasn't even close to filled. Like, that just says a lot about people and sportsmen and then the poor athletes if i was the athletes oh my gosh having to play for these people are you insane i can't even i'm gonna be honest with you i feel like a lot of the reason why the nfl is so far behind as opposed to the nba and the wnba i only use them because the other leagues are there's they're not as forward as those two but the reason why the nfl is so far behind is because of the fans They make it so hard. Perfect example. So last night, 
we got to see how the Chiefs kind of quote unquote reformed the tomahawk chop. So cheerleaders, they did the chop motion with their fists closed as opposed to their open palm. So the Chiefs tried to get rid of the tomahawk chop as a whole before. They did it in the 90s. And the fans lost their shit. I mean, they were calling up, writing letters, screaming, hooting and hollering. And they, they put it back. They put it back into play because there was so much commotion about getting rid of the tomahawk chop. And it's very problematic in terms of how it relates to Native American culture. First of all, the chief's name is problematic. But I mean, we already know that. Um, and so that, I feel like that's why they have to move so slow in terms of reform. Like they, they already said that, you know, the face paint and the headdresses that are linked to Native American culture aren't allowed. They got rid of uh, war paint, the horse. That's not a thing anymore. Their mascot. But they could be doing so much more if there wasn't so much pushback from their fans. I agree with you 1000%. Because that's everything you just said is true. Like, that's exactly why. Because if you look at other sports, for example, baseball and hockey, they spoke out recently, but like minor things, like things people wouldn't even be like second guess about. But they would never do it to the extent that the NBA is doing it, or to the extent, I mean, every sports league should be doing it. But to the extent that the NFL should be doing it because of their fans. Mm-hmm. Because the majority of their fans. And they know the backlash from their fans. But I just don't think it. I'm sorry. That doesn't matter yeah. anymore. Do you know? Like That should not even hold any weight anymore. It does not matter. That's why like the whole Dak thing even upsets me more. Because he is a black man. And he came forward about mental health. And then to be shot down by Skip Bayless. Like really? Come For Skip now. to sit across from another black man and speak with so much conviction about how Dak shouldn't have said anything at all. It's just so bold to me. It's so bold. I, I can't wrap my head around it. Yeah, like, especially when... I know we moved on from that subject, but especially when Dak said it can help people. Like, to the fans, to booing... What is taking a moment of silence? How is that negatively impacting your life? How? Like, what is equality? What's wrong with that? Why does that bother you so much? As you're watching a sport that is majority black men. They only care. They don't. First of all, they don't care at all. The only time these men matter to them is when they're on that field. They step off the field. And they're just on the street. They're just another black face. Or if they're on the field and they're playing bad. Mm, that's when the, the real character shows from these fans. Yeah, if you go on, if like an athlete plays bad, like a football player, and you search your name on Twitter after the game and you look at their mentions from fans, it's actually disgusting. Like, I think like it's so toxic, this whole like sports fan culture. Mm-hmm. A lot of fans are very entitled and they feel like they can say whatever they want because they're not expecting to have to face these men or these women ever in their life. And nine times out of 10, they won't, but doesn't justify it. They feel very empowered behind a screen. And yeah, like people are literally humans. Like 
their life comes before the game they play. Always. And that's just... Always. And that's why I support – I'll always support these athletes using their platform to speak up about what's important. So at the end of the day, when the game's over, it's over. But they still have to go on living their lives as Black people. Yes, exactly. Like, I'm even Dak could have been like, oh, I need to take a few weeks off at the start of the season. Oh, I need time to myself. I The first thing I would have thought was like, oh, is he okay? Like, I would have been worried about him. Never in my mind would I be like, say anything bad about him. Yeah. Yeah, it's not fair at all. It's literally so unfair to the athletes. Just, I hate it. It made me think about um, when Kevin Love came forward about his struggles with anxiety. And I read his open letter uh, to the Players' Tribune about what he dealt with and how difficult it was for him to speak up and him having, like, panic attacks on his way to the locker room during a game. And it's like, that to me is terrifying. And it's very sad. And I can't, I, I just don't understand how someone can't express empathy to anyone that deals with any kind of, you know, mental health issue, but especially someone who has to deal with it so publicly. Can you imagine exactly. like the fear that he felt in that moment one, having his panic attack in the like on his way to the locker room and also fearing that someone would see him or that someone would be recording him or, you know, like there's there's so much that goes into it. There's so many factors. And we have to support people, not just athletes. We have to support people who are dealing with mental health, whether publicly or by themselves, because either way, it is hard. Like that coming forward about depression Kevin Love coming forward about anxiety, Paul George coming forward about his anxiety. It doesn't make it go away. They're just ready to, to speak up about it, but it doesn't stop. And anybody who deals with depression, they'll tell you, like, you can't cure it. All you can do is learn how to live with it. And that could mean, you know, going to therapy or speaking to friends and family or taking medication or learning different coping mechanisms to kind of bring yourself down or bring yourself up, like, depression does not go away anxiety does not go away all you can do is learn how to live with it you can't rise above it you can you can rise above it but it's not that simple so saying things like that skip oh my god like irresponsible isn't even the word you just can't do that you can't exactly like whether or not he even came forward about it he still would be dealing with it that's like that was like what I was saying before. Like just because Dad came forward with it, like okay, and what if he never did? Do you know what I mean? Then what would Skip say? And God forbid, God forbid, that Dak was you know self harming, and something detrimental happened. Then it's like, oh, I wish he would have came forward, and I wonder if he talked to anybody, and blah blah blah. It's always that sob story after the person you know reaches their breaking point. Why can't we just be open and empathetic and caring while we can? Let's do it now. Why does it have to be something so detrimental to happen for people to be like, oh, I, if, if I knew, I would have done this. Okay, well, he's telling us right now. So what are we going to do about yep. it? Yep. What are we going to do? Exactly. Yep. I literally, 
And yeah, like you were saying before, like anxiety and depression, like that all comes in waves. Like one day someone can be perfectly fine and then the next day not. Yeah. And also Dak was just opening up and he shared that his brother had committed suicide. Not like, and you're still going to go and say these things about him? After one of his own family members, and he's really close to his brothers too because his mom also passed. Him and his brothers were so close. After his brother took his life, you're going to go and say something bad about him? <sighs> These athletes, I feel like they um, they feel pressure to still perform 100% while they're dealing with the worst Experiences. Mm-hmm. Think about like Isaiah Thomas when he still played in the playoffs after his sister died. Yep. Like, I mean, sitting on the sidelines crying and still like played his heart out on the floor. He didn't have to do that. And he still showed up. It yep. just, man, there's no words for Skip. There's no justification for it. It's never going to be. Not in my book. Not the way I look at it. I feel like all he can do right now is apologize. And then get in trouble. Have some type of repercussion. It has to be. This is horrible. Mm -hmm. Like, horrific. And that's Mm -hmm. not me being dramatic. Like, I was watching that video. And this is coming... Like, we all know someone that's dealing with a mental health problem, whether you know it or not. We all know somebody that's dealing with something. And... Like, skip, man. Your platform is so big. So, so big. You have you have to know the impact of the message that you send, and you still. I mean, you had your your morning notes, and you sat at that table, and you said all those things. There wasn't any moment where you thought, mm, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I should take that back. Maybe I should rephrase it. You know, and then for him to try to compare, like, well, I went through this. I hate when people do that. You are not I am not you. Do not tell me how to deal with my problems. I am a different person. Don't he said it with his chest too. Like he was said it and he was confident in his answer. And then he thought people were gonna agree with him. That's my logic. Like, did he really think people are gonna listen to what he was saying and be like, oh skip, you're so right. Like Like, yep, that that's it, Skip. You are so right. Because he's the quarterback for the Cowboys. He is not allowed to be depressed. You are so right. He's immune to depression because he's a quarterback. Okay, sure. Sure. He's not the only one. That's the real T. He is not the only one. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Like, literally, it's impossible. Statistically, it's he is not the only one. And do you know how many other players... Across all sports leagues. And then people wonder why they don't come forward. Because look at how Skip reacted when his job is literally to cover these, like, talk about these people, cover these And people. this is why they'd they be disrespecting him on Twitter. Like, we all see it. <laughs> we all see it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. In 2020, Skip, during a pandemic, are you joking? Insane. Fix it, Jesus. That is ridiculous. I'm flabbergasted. You know what? I'm done with Skip. I'm moving on. I'm done with Skip. 
<laughs> we're we're gonna focus on some positive things. Like let's celebrate some women right now, okay? Heck yeah. First things first, the GOAT, Doris Burke. Doris Burke will become the first woman to call NBA finals and conference finals on radio. I think I speak for every woman in sports when I say I love Doris Burke. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> she she is the blueprint. Like she sets the tone for the rest of us. I was going to say that exactly. I was going to say the fact that a first woman anything in 2020, like what? Yeah. It's crazy. But also the fact that it's Doris Burke, like I feel like every woman, every girl, like little girl who wants to come into sports entertainment or like reporting looks at her and they're just like, yeah, that's who I want to be like. Yeah. She's just um, so amazing at her job. And there's no way, like, you can't even disrespect her. Like, everyone respects her, as they should. But she's just so good at her job. And she, like, proves, if anyone ever has anything to say about, like, women in sports, she just proves them wrong just by doing what she does. I learn something new every time I listen to Doris Burke. Every single time. I am mm-hmm. fully engaged when I'm listening to Doris Burke. Yeah, she's so good. She's just so good. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's literally nothing people can say about her um, in terms of her being a woman and working in sports. Do you know what I mean? Like, her what is like her basketball IQ, professionalism, mm-hmm. just everything. Like, she's the whole package. Exactly. There's nothing you can say about her in terms of that. Like, she knows just as much as anyone else. She communicates that in a perfect way. Oh, I love her so much. I don't trust anybody that's a Doris Burke hater. (laughs) Literally, if you are, I'm scared of you. Yeah, like, I I don't trust it. It's the same way. I don't trust anybody that doesn't like Beyonce. Like, why? What's your justification for it? Or Serena Williams. Oh, my God, Serena. Okay, another woman who is really just setting the bar for everybody out here. She made history as the first person to win 100 matches in Arthur Ashe Stadium. I love this because, so I actually saw a tweet and I had screenshot it. So the tweet, Bleacher Report had tweeted out, Serena Williams becomes the first player ever with 100 wins at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Next closest is Federer with 77. And someone quoted it. I love this. And wrote, read that again. Not first woman. Not first black woman. First player. Mm-hmm. It, she's not just, oh, the first woman. Oh, the first black woman to do this. She is the first player. And I, I saw that tweet and I was like, heck yeah. I love that. Like we were talking about before, I said the first woman anything in 2020 is crazy. No. She is the first player. Yeah. Oh. Ooh, I get chills. I know. It, it's like to to be able to say, like, yeah, I watched Serena play. Like, I remember when that match happened. Like, to see history as it's happening is just, it's so rewarding. And Serena, to me, is a super woman, a super mom, a super athlete. She is just... She, to me, is the greatest athlete of all time. There. I said it. I 
I, I can't say I disagree with you. I, it just, it never stops like this. She's unstoppable, essentially. She is unstoppable. Yeah, and, and she always rises above everything. Always. And always. I mean, they, they gave Serena hell. They gave her hell mm-hmm. when she was a kid, when her and Venus used to, you know, play doubles. And in her adulthood, I mean, they came for her looks. They came for her body. They came for her athleticism. They came for just, they, they threw everything at her. And she overcame it. And if she keeps going at this rate, she's going to win her 24th Grand Slam singles title. 24! Yeah. She's literally just going to keep doing what she does. And what I love is that I feel like, especially tennis, but um, women, like female athletes in general, I feel like Serena Williams is such a good person to look up to, such a good role model in that term. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, like, Naomi Osaka. Yes, she sets the tone for Naomi as well. Another. Yes, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, I really feel like she sets the tone for her, and I love it so much because it's just so nice to see, and it's refreshing. Mm-hmm. That's the word. It's like, it's just like such a sigh of relief. To like, okay, no, great things like this actually do still exist, and I love it. That's another woman who's been kind of using her, not kind of, very much so using her platform to um, bring awareness to systemic racism and police brutality. Every match, she wears a mask that has a different name of someone who lost their life to police brutality. So she's worn masks that has like Breonna Taylor, Elijah McClain, Ahmaud Arbery, Trayvon Martin. I, I always, like I said before, I always commend these athletes for finding different ways to shed light on what's really important. And she that was important to her. And she figured out how to bring awareness in a non-problematic way. It's just a very like historic time that we're in. I like how she's using her platform. Oh, 1000%. And even the families thanked her. Yeah. Yeah. That too. I just love it so much. Like that's what I'm saying. I love Serena and then to have Naomi and then to have Coco too. Oh my I love tennis. Like, what? Like, I love to see it. I genuinely love to see it so much. Like, all these female tennis players. Like, all these... I love it. These black female tennis players. Yeah, I mean, just... Because tennis... Tennis, to me, is, like, um, sort of like lacrosse. It's definitely a luxury sport. Um, Mm -hmm. So, to see minorities prosper in the sport is always pretty cool. Exactly. I love it so much. And they're really like, and they're so young. Well, Naomi and Coco yeah. are. So they really are the future. Yeah. Serena's getting older. They're the future. That's Thank you guys so much for tuning into episode four of Did You Catch That with Cassie and Chrissy. Make sure you're following us on social media at DYCT Podcast. Again, that is DYCT Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And we'll see you next Friday.